Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is your host, Kaz. I am in Chicago. I am outdoors. We're ice skating and heading over to the Bears game, so we are enjoying winter life for the last regulation game of the season for the NFC North and in the NFL. So welcome, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So I've got the hosts, Mike and Michael, on the line. What's up, guys? You guys are warm. I'm freezing. What's going on? Good morning, yes. winter outside? Um, it's yeah, it been winter now. for about um, six, eight months. It's winter now? Unfortunately, hey. it, it is. We I are think, ice skating leading up to the start of the game. It's fun, though. Oh, it's so winter outside. Oh, well, we're in Chicago, <laughs> so forget the police sirens. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but welcome, guys. So since you guys are warm and cozy, why don't we start the game off of where I have to be? I have to be outdoors today. So I am talking. I'm, I'm sick of folks that are not Bears fans talking about they have to be outside because they have to be at the game. I do have to be there. I don't well, want to hear you say Bears, have to be anymore. So why aren't Bears, so why isn't a specific Bears fan here? Because uh, this specific Bears fan doesn't have a specific Bears fan Overpriced ticket money. Uh, well, then don't complain then. So since we're no, talking no, 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 bears no, no, no. and we're I'm talking not like... about not being at the game, I'm complaining that you quote unquote have to be at the game. Yes, and you have to be outside. So thank you for my press pass and the ability to interview today. Awesome. So yeah, I have to be here. So, anywho, no. why don't I let you fellas go ahead and kick <laughs> off the matchup. We are talking Bears and Lions. We're talking about what may happen or continue to happen to the Lions as the postseason looms for them and what good things, if any, could come out of how the Bears ended their season. So, I'm going to let you guys kick that off. Um, we were talking this morning, and today's game feels like uh, – the don't fire me slash don't cut me bowl. Um, unfortunately for today's game, both teams seem to, for lack of a better way of putting it, suck. Uh, just we're trying, Today's game just pretty much decides who, which team sucks less. Uh, on top of the fact that this game will go a long way to – a recap the entire season 
for the last five weeks, I have joked about it, but I'm and also been serious. I look more forward to Monday and what Martha Ford does on Monday than I do in watching the Lions on Sunday. When it comes to the Bears, the only shining light is the one, in my opinion, is the one player that a lot of Chicago Bears fans choose to hate. I think Jay Cutler is the only shining light in the Bears right now. I mean, I could claim that there are certain running backs, but like we said, and we're going to probably go into it, is uh, Matt Forte still going to be a Bear next season? Is is there going to be a shakeup in the uh, front four or the whole front seven? Um, I mean, there's is Alshon Jeffrey going to get a, a multi-year contract extension? Um, we're going to be looking forward to more next year than anything as Bears fans. So today's game, I really is uh, – then we're going to talk about Jim Caldwell. Is he going to be fired or is he going to be kept around? It's a whole lot going on talking about next year from today's game than talking about this year. Yeah, because I, I believe we can all agree that, you know, at this point, you know, like you said when you began speaking, is who cares? You know, they're both six and nine. They've had some shining moments. I do agree that Jay Cutler has definitely played a lot better this year. Um, even in their losses, he's been he's been consistent. You know, not too many interceptions this year as we used to, because you know he's almost the king of that. But you know, looking more importantly at how they play today and how they decide to finish the season, it's going to be very pivotal in what they do you know, as far as starting next season. You know, starting out 0-3 didn't really help them this year. You know, I, I believe we we can all agree that, you know, but if, depending on how they start next year, who they move around, what type of decisions they make, you know, personnel-wise, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And for me, when it comes to Jay Cutler, I'm going to do this. Jay Cutler has been known as the interception king, but out of everybody that threw an interception this season, did you all know that he's not thrown more than one in any game that he's thrown an interception? Yes, I did. And even the ones he's thrown have not, with the exception of the interception he threw in game one, most of the interceptions have not been game-killing interceptions. Game-killing, right. And even the game-killing interception he did in game one, the Bears were in the game until that interception. So exactly. Jay Cutler has not been the the Bears killer. And no, he's he's actually looked very very good. Um, what's what's working for him on offense? The, the offensive coordinators have really taken his game to a whole bye new bye, height. Adam and I, you should see the look on my yeah. face right now. We're not gonna keep him yeah. for more than one season. He will be a head coach on somebody else's sideline next season. Heck, he was almost a head coach of the Bears this season. He was almost a head coach. I was going to say, he was almost. Almost. Almost But no cigar. John Fox hadn't come along and said, I'll take the job. Adam Jace might be the Bears head coach. Right. (laughs) So, definitely, absolutely love it. And, you know, sirens in the background. We're live. On the scene, and we're in Chicago, so get used to it. 
So that's been absolutely wonderful seeing that with Jay Cutler after all the years of terrible talk and interceptions. But the sad thing is it didn't get him anywhere. So now what other parts and pieces need to go in place for the Bears to not have this type of start next season? I believe they'll have to figure out how to get to the offseason and start the season without so many injuries. Um, you know, and then they come to the players, the players doing some extra work outside of what they normally do. You know, being healthy, doing that. They're going to also, I mean, we've already know that, you know, as of, from what I'm looking here on their site, as of December 4th last year, that's funny to say right now, you know, it was a few weeks ago, um, you know, he hadn't been offered a contract yet. You know, so with the way that, um, what's his name? Langford has been playing. You know, he's showing that he has he has what it takes to step into position. So you, I definitely believe we're going to see some changes at running back, wide receiver wise. They have a lot to do. You know, they have a lot of work to do. So it's going to be really interesting. I don't know if I, you know, we all have our theories on Alshon Jeffrey and you know a few of the other guys on the injury list, you know, quote-unquote. I have unquote. rookie questions. Um, I, have, I have the Bears uh, – I have a rookie question for the rookie that did not get to play that I still don't think the Bears should have picked up. What's up with that move? Like, can y'all explain what we may see? Was it a good move? Was it, I mean – I think it was a great what, move. What's up? I, mean, I do I, not. I'm looking forward what? to Kevin White. I'm – I'm looking forward to Kevin White being the number two receiver. But even before we even get to that conversation, what I think needs to happen, and let me start off by saying I think, I, um, for those that don't know me, I'm a huge Matt Forte fan. I'm going to be a fan of his no matter where he is next season. But I think for the future of the Bears, I think they need to move on from Matt Forte. I think they need to move on from Matt Forte. Uh, Jeremy Langford has made it whatever happened, that the Bears front office won't be as upset if they don't get to keep him. But I think the Bears need to make a youth movement. Um, A youth movement, if for no other reason than to be on the same page. We have had our opinions on what the front office is trying to do and the turmoil that's going on behind the scenes which are, that your average fan may or may not think about. But I think a youth movement will clear some of that out. Whether that will be good or bad is yet to, to be seen. But getting back to the Kevin White decision, the reason why I think that will be a good move, uh, I think that will turn out to have been a good move, is the largest revolving door that the Bears had this season was at wide receiver. And if Alshon Jeffrey gets his multi-year contract extension, that which is likely to happen, and Kevin White comes in the season not injured, it will solidify a position that has had too much of a revolving door over the last 10 years. Uh, people forget that – We've had Johnny Knox, Devin Hester, Marty Booker, Marsh, uh, Brandon Marshall, and a host of too many, too many wide receivers. We need to know who our wide receivers are. For lack of a better way of putting it, 
if Jay Cutler stays and they don't let go of Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler needs to know who his wide receivers are. And consistently, Jay Cutler has never known who his wide receivers are since he's been here. Uh, other than Jay Cutler, one, has never known who his offensive coordinator is going to be because he's got a revolving door of offensive coordinator. He's also had just as big of a revolving door at wide receiver. Uh, I well, believe that, the Bears and, and need to make a that, youth that, mo- movement. They do, but they have to make some good moves, some great moves, not just the youth movement. So when it comes to the Bears, I think you need to be specific because they've gone and got players, and they did that. Yep, that's what they did, and they weren't great moves. And the great players that they have gotten, they haven't secured and taken care of them, so they're gone. So they have to make some great, not even good, they actually have to make some great moves this offseason and making their transition uh, to a more youthful team. And those well, another are definitely going to be from top to bottom. You know, another, it's going to have to be from the standpoint of taking an assessment. Like, you know, if you look at Kevin White, and he's been out the entire year. He was your number one draft, number seven overall pick. Um, what I would look at him as doing, if you if you look at it kind of from a college standpoint, it's like a red shirt year. Yeah, you got hurt, sit down. Take some time, learn the game. You know, you're at practice, still soak up the information. To learn the scheme, and it's probably going to be. Hopefully, it ends up working best, you know, better for him. And that, and that, from that standpoint, I know it helped me out. Sitting out a whole but year, you're getting adjusted. Com- yeah, okay, right. That's common. Yeah, I know. Well, but, um, I know. I know. Traditionally, I'm, I'm just some of the better I, I wasn't, expect, the I wasn't expecting had. a Jadavian Clowney move. I mean, I personally did well, not like the move for first round, but that's you know that's where they did. That's what they did. That's where they went. I mean, so, well, I mean about it it, it, but it, it is, it's really still going to come down to what he shows on the field next year. We all know that, you know. So regardless of whether, you know, what they did with him this year, at this point, with this being the last game of the season, there's another void anyway. You know, this season is gone and this. So the only thing we can do is sit back and say, you know, we won't know if it's a good decision to pick him up until he hits the field. To be totally honest. Well, so I we have we have uh, said this in the past. Um, jokingly, I mind you, but the Bears consistently have at the wide receiver position a red shirt year anyway. Johnny Knox didn't play a lot in his first season. Uh, Devin Hester had a red shirt year because he didn't even play receiver his first year. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey played in two games because he was injured a lot in his first year. Kevin White is just getting baptized with the the red short year that many other Bears receivers have done in the past. It's not All a good right. thing. So I'm going to move. No, it's really not. And it ain't proved nothing for the past receivers. So let's move right along. So I'm not well, I, see, I, I can't and, without and, one. Well, see, that, I, I really well, can't without that one. In that, in that one, I do agree with you because it hasn't worked. You know, if that theory had worked, if you could, if you're gonna get your, if you're gonna pick a know, number one wide receiver to come in, theory, I'm just no. saying that's what it has. But another, well, I think a bigger problem. That's been the, that's been the trend mostly. You know, but how? But what we're saying, I believe, what Cass is saying is how it hasn't been effective. No, what I what I say is a bigger problem um, than just what we're talking about with the wide receiver. Is the reality is, and a lot of people may not may or may not think about it. We still have too many players at key positions with three different GMs. We got players from Jerry Angelo area, 
players from Phil Emery and play, and now players from the the new GM and the problem is when you have so 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 many cooks in the kitchen so many cooks in the kitchen no one knows what one person is cooking that's to be honest we got too many players from every era every GM era and that is uh that is a bigger problem in my eyes cuz people forget Jay Cutler comes from the Jerry Angelo era right before no, he left No people don't the forget. It, no they don't forget. And so what? They bring people in in to help him. I mean it's it's a business. Like it, when you when your boss leaves at a job, you still know what your job is supposed to be. It might change your hours or your desk, but you still know what you're yeah, supposed but, to do unless they fully change. It's not a, it's GM not a it is not a every team has not every team has a GM like that. Some teams let the coaches do that. I mean, you just you gotta get in where you fit in as a player. So I can't keep giving them excuses. I, I really just want to see them go out and do something. I'm not giving the players excuses. I don't wanna, I'm just pointing out I'm reality. Not, I, I'm I don't want to see the entire organization do something good. I want to see the organization actually do something great because fans are paying ticket prices like they've won 65 Super Bowls. And that's just is just honestly ridiculous. And this is one of the biggest fan oriented teams and I really think the fans should have something. And speaking about fans actually having something, we can swing it over to the Detroit Lions because I know we were at a little tip for chat this morning in our morning meeting as to whether or not Coach Jim Caldwell should stay or go. I don't wanna see him go. I don't think he was entirely the problem and I have seen that since there has been a shake up in the front office. Things have gotten better, but I just want to know what you two guys think. I want to see bye-bye to Jim Caldwell. I believe Jim Caldwell falls under the guise of great coordinator, suspect head coach. And there's there's been proof that that happens a lot of times. You disagree with me, but I believe he's a great coordinator, suspect head coach. Dad, was that a cricket move? Like, I don't know, right? <laughs> I mean, he he has. They thought he needed to come in and be the disciplinarian, and that may have been true. But once he came in and was the disciplinarian, they lost their fire. So well, they I need a, a happy couple, medium. I think a obviously, a couple things helped them lose their fire. First off. Part of their fire and attention and devastation, pretty much. And the other one is in uh, St. Louis. Louis. So (laughs) there was that. (laughs) That that didn't help. Um, And while they they did calm down as as a team, I don't think they lost their fire. I think sometimes, like like we were saying earlier, for some things, certain things work. Some teams work well with the Bill Belichick scheme of let me pick them, let me train them, let me play them, let me put them all in a scheme, just let me do it. Other organizations need to have one person for every single position, like a seven-headed monster, and they come together and make it great. There was not one person or seven people that were making this work. It was very dysfunctional, miscommunication type of play. Well, it was like they couldn't get and, on the same, you know, they they were never right. on the same page. You can always you Ever. Can tell, you know, but so if you look at. I think at, that's what like went wrong with them. 
you know, outside of I feel like Marco Ford has forgotten more about football than any of the people that are actually in the office know. You said forgotten more? I said I believe Martha Ford has forgotten more about football than the people that are actually in the front office actually know. It okay. don't seem oh, like no. the Lions got anything I, together till she. I don't feel like the Lions got anything together till she came down from the owner's office and the owner's box to start putting her hand in it. She knows. That's, I but I had she, said that like five minutes ago. Yeah, and that's my point. It's because of that that how can I put this? You've heard the, the statement like I've forgotten more than you will ever know. I feel like she has forgotten okay. more. Than than the people in those positions actually know. Okay, okay, not all right. Because I want you to explain that because I was lost for a second, but now I understand. Thank you for clarifying again. You were lost for a second. <laughs> I was lost for like sixty of them. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was very simple. I'm sorry, I had to explain. No, She's forgotten more good. than they actually know. It's all good. I just thought you know I had to get some. But when you look at their schedule and who they lost to and, you know, how they lost games. It's other than Arizona. They've pretty much been in every game. Well, Arizona and Kansas City. Kansas City just kind of like you said, whatever. To, uh, the one thing I know. will say this, the one thing I will say that's good about Detroit, in my opinion, is something that a lot of teams don't do as much of anymore is that Detroit built its team and is building its team to play against the division. And if you're in every game in your division, you have a chance. A specific team that has proven that to me is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And another team that has proven how it didn't work for them is the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons got fat beating up on the NFC East. But when they got in their own division, they couldn't win a game. So Detroit is building its team to fight against the Lions, the Packers, and Vikings. And that's who they're supposed to be. You mean if the you Bears, the Packers? <laughs> yeah, you, you, I started off with the Lions. The Bears, the Packers, and uh, the Vikings. And if you, if you win your division or you do good in your own division, you usually are good on your overall schedule or your overall record, excuse me. So that is one good thing I can say about the Lions. Most teams these days have not been building their teams to win their division, and that's why we have some some crazy records that are close to, if not definitely going to make the playoffs. And if everyone notices, Kansas City, they didn't look so hot outside the division. They went on a nine-game winning streak after they concentrated on their uh, their own division. Yeah, because they they're not doing too bad. They're ten and five right now. Nine-game yeah. winning streak. They were one and four in the first five games. Since uh, I forget what I don't know what their overall record since one and four is. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Five games and nine game winning streak. Okay, we kind of know that. <laughs> so, concentrate on your own division, and that is the best thing I can say about the Lions. They're built. They're building their teams to do good in the NFC North. 
The other problem with that, though, is so are the Vikings and Packers. <laughs> okay, I'm creating well, cricket moments. Is that good or bad? Well, well, how do you see that as a problem for them? Well, yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, it, it, the reason I say that's bad for the Lions is it would be different if they were the only team moving in that direction. The Vikings had already figured that out. That's why they're, have, they have a chance to win the division today. The Packers have always been playing to win the division. So it's not like the Lions are the only team that had figured this out. Others in the division have figured this out, so it's not it's not going to be a quick and easy jump. So just like you said, they have been in a lot of their games. They have been in a lot of their games because other teams in the division know how the other division players play. That's true. I don't think Detroit is as far away from. <clears throat> this is going to sound weird. I don't think Detroit is as far away from being above mediocre, good, maybe in the top two, as as people think. I don't think they were 10 and 6 two years ago. They were 10 and 6 two years ago, so I don't disagree at all. Yeah, if you look at where the – you know, looking at – I think it's just the fact that they went through that change and everything, you know, like we said earlier, it's like, you know, last year was – all right, they're, they're just wild and all over the place, and they need some discipline. When they got discipline, they kind of, they, like we said, you know, early this year, they became a little docile, you know. So, But they do show signs of where their defense still has that tenacity. You know, they haven't been able to put everything together on the offensive side of the ball, of course, with injuries, you know, to go by. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, not tease, let's, not, let's not tease them with the good nicknames yet. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's coming. That's right. coming. But, right, so, um, uh, I'm sorry to, with, with injuries to, you know, key players like Um, You know, but I think that they are, like you said, they're not as far away as you would think from where they could, where they'll be above average. And they may actually be, you know, a contender for the NFC North next year, you know. So, I mean, say, we can say it's well, about the Bears. The they're way, not that I, far off. I, I have to see if they're in a C North contender. I just don't think they're that far. I, I'm giving them a maybe two or three years. <laughs> I don't know about next season. I think that's you don't see next season. Well, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll say this about uh, about the NFC North. The in uh, about one or two years ago, everybody was saying that the NFC West was a gauntlet and and they were the, probably the strongest division in football. In three years, we could be saying that about the NFC North. Yeah, And there will be no way of any of us being able to pick who could win the division. In three years, we could and be saying that about the NFC North. I would love to be saying that about the NFC North. I mean, because three years ago, I mean, two years ago, no one knew who was going to win the division between the Cardinals, the uh, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Niners. And right. although we said that the the Rams were pulling up the rear, nobody wanted to play the Rams. So 
we could argue and say any any team in the NFC North could be in that position. It's just going to be a matter of do, do the Packers take a step back or does everybody else take a step forward? Well, with the way the Packers are playing right now, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, as much as I like to rag on the Packers. It's hard to say. It's, well, no, as much as I like to rag on the Packers, if I'm honest with myself, the Packers have had a lot of injuries. And when you have a lot of injuries, that will affect your overall outcome. And I'm not what – I'm more or less believing this this injury front affected them in a way – because people forget the Packers were undefeated until they played the Broncos. They were undefeated until they played. So, them, I'm, I'm not one that believes that they will take a, a giant step backwards. Cause they will be getting some of these players back. I mean, Jordy Nelson does come back. James Starks will be healthy. Eddie Lacy is figuring it out, it seems like. Randall Cobb has not been healthy all season. That I think the Packers' biggest problem is the same problem they've had for the last five seasons. It's called their offensive line. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I, you, you, okay, let me. Let, I want to stop you for a second. You really, honestly, think those all those players are honestly going to come back? When you look at the ages and you look at the play, and you I, look I don't at think they're all going to come back and be a hundred and ten percent. But what I do believe is, I, I even I if only two front. or three of them I come back front. and be. I can't front. The Packers kind of look like the movie Grumpy Old Man right now. Not saying that they have a problem <laughs> with the organization, but I'm just saying it's probably time when you want, when you talk about youth and and speed and versatility and transition on, on both. Yeah, I, I think it's about time for them to get it. It's, 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 oh, and I don't even disagree. I'm just saying that I, I'm because of and you have said this before. If we were to pick any team in the NFC North. And this is not cracking a joke on any team. If we were to pick any team in the NFC North, one team that could turn it back around and get their act together quickly, which team would you have the most faith in doing that as an organization? In the NFC North? Which team? Just in the NFC North of the four teams. Who, which organization can always get together their act together the quickest after having a bad season or or a less than expected season. I would always in, say up, the Packers. Up until this season, I would have said the Packers. I don't yeah, know I, about I that agree. going forward. I, I can't say that going forward, especially with John Fox in Chicago and with Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. No, no, I'm and not I'm saying we'll have a better team. I, that's, see, no. I think that's the – Hit, no, well, yeah. I mean no. historically, I mean no, historically, Green Bay has I'm been not, the one that you know rebounded quicker. Right, so you know, but, quicker, I, but, but, I, but I would, but I'm like, I'm with Cass on this one. Like going forward after this year, you won't be. We, I don't think we'll any of us will be able to really say that. You know, because if you look at what Jared Fox is doing with Chicago, and even though yeah, they're six and nine, but. Even through that six and nine record, you see progress. Oh you know, yes, and, you know, and, I, and I so I, I feel you like figure, you're... It, it, and and this being his, you know, inaugural year, if you will, 
you know, he got he get another shot at it next year. So I think that you know we may see a quicker uh, see that trend of what great fans right. been able we'll, to we'll, historically start to happen exactly. a lot because a lot of it has to be no 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 and I and I guess I feel like I feel like you guys are are missing what I'm saying. Even if even if the Vikings become consistently good starting last year, even if the Bears turn their act around and John Fox puts together a string of of good seasons, my point still, in my opinion, stays the same of the Packers. I'm not saying that the Packers will be number one every year. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying because their organization historically has been able to turn things around, I'm always confident that they can turn it around uh, and and put together a fighting chance. I'm not saying that they're going to be the and presumptive we're favorite right, every year like they have been for the last five, ten years. Being well, a presumptive I mean, you would favorite, well, I, mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect them. Um, I know what you're saying, and I do get it. You know, as far as because of what they've done historically. But, you know, the challenge that will most likely come next year, especially if Detroit and Chicago can start to get their act together, is going to be able to do that, as you said, on a more – with everybody doing – everybody on the same level and doing the same thing and rebuilding faster and quicker and going to get better talent, you know, um, and putting that talent on the field you know, as soon as it's viable to. In most cases, that's what the Packers are about. They, they put their best people on the field no matter what, and it ends up being like damn near the whole team is the best people, even the backups. You know, so getting to that point is what's going to slow that down some. You know, like you said, I don't see them being able – they may or may not be able to, to be consistently considered the favorite in the NFC North, but you don't want it to be like that because, I mean, it's like, like I, you know, yeah, I, that I, I'm like you. You know, I'm like you, man. I can't. Everybody's always on the New England this, the Patriots, that, the Patriots this. I'm like, they're not really all that good, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at who the Patriots I mean, play. Their division is the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. Right. That's they their mean, division. Like, so it's like. <laughs> if you know, I had that division, they, I should win every year, too. You know, so it's not like they're coming out of, you know, the hardest division in the in the in the league at all, and and that's that's especially over the past few years. Like let's be real, you know. But what they have historically been able to do is the same thing that Green Bay, Green Bay has been able to do is to have a strong support reload is a good word, right? Exactly, you know, you know, and that, and that's what that's what they've been able to do. Now other teams haven't been able to do that this efficiently because of front office decisions, you know, which we all know can either propel you or, you know, impale your whole season, um, depending on who, where you are and who you play and what market you're in. So that does have a lot to do with who's coming to play. Some, You know, some players want to come play for the Bears. Some players don't want to come play for the Bears. Some players don't want to play in the cold. You know, some don't care. Some just want to get out here and, you know, do what they got to do for the Bears. Well, I, I think another game. thing that – I think no. another thing that has actually killed the Bears um, with their previous coaching staff and in the organ and in the front office is pride. They are too prideful sometimes, or just make too many bad decisions. Uh, 
because we for, uh, many people don't forget that Ron Rivera was fired by Lovey Smith because Lovey Smith was afraid of his job. Let's keep that real too. Uh, Lovey Smith let go of Thomas Jones because he w- he wanted to prove that Cedric Benson was so great. Uh, and we know how that's that pr- worked out. That was pride. One of the greatest things that I like and like to what uh, the Patriots did on a completely different level, but on the coaching level, is Josh Daniels left to go be a head coach. The Patriots weren't so prideful to say we can't bring him back. The Bears were too prideful to try to bring Ron Rivera back when we were searching for defensive coordinators a couple of years ago. We were looking at everybody but somebody that was from the organization. Uh, That's one example. Another example is the fact that you got to have a plan of action and stick to your plan. Uh, I use another sport. Uh, You all often hear me use NBA reference. This may be a bad example, but the, the my point still is sometimes you have to come up with a plan and not be afraid to stick to it. The Philadelphia 76ers a few years back made the conscious decision. We're going we gonna to tank and we're going to tank and we're going to tank and we're going to build through you. Now, some people agree with the decision. Some people disagree with the decision. But what I, my point behind bringing them up is they have committed to a decision. Far too often in sports, on every team, they make a plan and they don't stick with that plan. The Bears have made so many different plans. The Lions have made so many different plans. Even the Vikings have made so many different plans. Just finally, one of the Vikings' plans finally uh, worked. The teams that stick to a plan and stick to a well, I, I, and I don't, don't want to see teams purposely tank like that. That's not. I'm, um, I'm not. I'm, I, the tank. I'm not saying they need to tank. I'm just saying commit to a plan. They they just committed to the tanking concept. I'm not saying commit to the tanking concept. I am saying commit to a plan. And whatever plan you whatever plan you make, commit to it. Don't get scared three weeks into the plan. And so, ooh, no, we got to change. Well, hopefully, um, fans and those that are listening, hopefully your team won't purposely throw the whole season in your face and be like, because we just wanted the number one draft. Uh, okay. Hopefully that doesn't happen. My point That's wasn't saying advice. commit to tanking. My point was commit to a plan. All too often people get so nervous of whatever plan they've made, three weeks into the plan they change the plan. Well, once you commit to a plan, totally commit to it. But it's it's sports. How could you not run into something three weeks into a season and not, you know, and say, well, it's not working, but we're still going to do it. Like, no, like things change. I mean, you have to make adjustments. You have to get get a staff that works together and understands when adjustments are needed instead of bumping heads and standing out there being prideful. An adjustment is not a change of a plan. And my, I'm not talking about just in a game. Pretty, I'm talking about in a season. If I got to fire the coach right now after game three, he has to go. This this plan that we got is definitely not working. So you can't just have uh, and, something but also, and stick to you, it. Adjustments and changes are needed. 
Also, you, I, I believe you proved my point a few minutes ago when you said, although the Bears are only six and nine, uh, they're they're getting better. That is leading to a plan. I'm not saying that you have to. What plan did they stick to? We on they we on the third coach in five years. What plan did they stick to? The offensive coordinator when their plan did not work, they did not stick to it. So I'm confused. My point, the plan that they're sticking to is even though they're having a bad season, John Fox is moving in a positive direction. They're not going to fire John Fox just because he had that one bad season with the Bears. What's the At point? least not that we know of. But what's, that's everybody. That's like, what? Okay. So that is not everybody. Uh, that is not everybody. Right, because they all just keep their coaches like no coach has ever been fired. No, I'm not not saying that because there have been a lot of coaches that are fired. But okay, on average, is a 6.9 coaches fired every season. We know that. That's the average. 6.9 a season. So that's clearly not the case. My my point still is the same. Commit to a plan. Don't change your mind halfway through the plan. Dear Minnesota, I'm not if saying don't make an adjustment. Working, I'm not saying don't make an adjustment. I mean, I, cause I was one of the biggest By people. Means, I was one of the biggest this people that believed. This fan would love for you to change your mind and switch your plan up. Because if it is but not yeah, working, often, it's just not working. Too often fans are too fickle. And some of the largest markets, fans are fickle. They can't make up their mind. You can leave your – our fans aren't fickle. I mean, we, we take what we get. You know, it's how I mean, we – I mean, I'm happy about it. I'm gonna be one of the biggest. I was one of the biggest proponents of firing Chip Kelly. Get rid of Chip Kelly. I'm not gonna say don't fire a head coach. (laughs) I, you're not going to hear me say that. All I said was make a plan and stick to it. Now, if there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. One for a plan, and one for like we have to make adjustments. I'm not saying that if your plan goes so far left that you got to so far left that you you can't see the mistake in your plan that you got to fix it. But too many times, people get nervous when it's not time to get nervous. That's all I'm saying. Chip Kelly, it was time to go. That was going too far, too too for too long. I, I you won't hear me say make some tweaks, make some adjustments. I will always say that. Chip Kelly is proof that you can go too far at some point. Yes, if you go too far, yes, time to switch it up. I'm not saying don't do not do that. But sometimes you, they, they, they make, there are teams that make the decision instead of waiting to year three, make a decision, they fire the coach after week two. That's all I'm saying. At least let the, at least the plan let the plan play out. You can see okay, well, the plan played out and it didn't work. Okay, it's time to move on. But let the plan play out. That's I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah, and I and I understand that. You know, I think what it comes down to is really seeing, you know, unfortunately we're all on the outside looking in as fans and as, you know, the press. So a lot of what we have is conjecture and you know, unless we get into those positions where we can get interviews and you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, like like you said about the Bears, like I said about the Bears, from the looks of it, you know, 
everything being non-indicative of their record. You can see improvement here and there. You know, even though they're not putting, you know, obviously they're not going to the playoffs this year. Neither one of the teams are. But you know, it's, it's it's being able to look look at those differences versus last year. Where where have they made the improvements? Like Jay Cutler is a big. He's playing, you know, fabulously better than he played the last few seasons. You know, even though he had all the numbers, the the stats are pretty much the same. You know, or close. He doesn't have the, as many interceptions. You know, as many giveaways as he did last year, the past few seasons. You know, so you see improvement there on the Detroit side. You know, like I was mentioning before, their defense, you know, is pretty is decent. I ain't gonna say it's, I won't say it's the greatest. Obviously, it's not. You know, but it does show signs of you know strength and tenacity here and there. Their biggest problem, in my opinion, is still putting together the stuff on you know everything on the offensive side because Golden Tate did not have a great year this year. You know, because Megatron was out this year, you know, with injury. You know, and so and and those things do affect you. You know, it's been evident. You know, in the in the games that they have won, they've won. You know, pretty decently. You know, they have they haven't blown anybody out or anything like that. I think the only game they won like that was against Philly. It was forty five to fourteen. That was their biggest win of the entire season. But everything else is pretty close. It wasn't. You know, nothing spectacular. I agree. Spectacular, or you know, or to be like, oh my God, it's Detroit. I mean, like we said today, it's like it's. You, know, I, you call I forgot what you call it. I call like to me it's like the who cares ball. <laughs> like neither one of them are doing anything, so who cares? That's going to be on TV. They're going to play each other. Whoopie whoopie whoop. You know, depending on they'll, they'll figure out who's going to win this last game and who's going to be the worst in the league. You know, and, and in their division, that's pretty much what gets decided today, in my opinion. You know, I'm more interested in seeing who's going to come out between. You know what's what the outcome is going to be between Green Bay and Minnesota. That to me is a, thr- a more thrilling game because it's more at stake. You know these these two teams have actually wor- worked to the position this year to where they deserve to be where they are. You know they're both ten and six. I believe that's what the schedule, what the standings are. I think they're both like ten and six or ten and five or something like that. Ten and six it is. Hold on, ten and five. They're both, both 10 and 5. Yeah, they're both they're 10 and 5. 10 and 5 right? You know, and so it's, it's definitely going to be – that game to me has more – obviously it, it means more because they're both playing for the, the number one spot. Um, I wish we had that song right now. That would be mm-hmm. nice. Um, so when I look at it to be what it needs to be, I, I, I may watch the Bears game, but I may not. I'm probably going to tune into the Green Bay game later on this evening and see what Minnesota does because I definitely want to see how Teddy Bridge over Trevor Waters is going to react. You know, he's got a, he's got some some proving to do at this point. You know, to take his team to the next level and to show if he's if if he's to the point now, at least in this season, where he's getting over that sophomore jinx and starting to do a little bit better. You know. It'll be very interesting to see that that game. I'm not really worried about the Bears. Uh, I hope they win. Do is it really going to be like uh, a surprise if they do or don't? Not really, because it's the who cares ball. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to see what they do next year, how they rebuild. You know, um, which is more important to me. 
than the outcome of this season. So definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And Mike is now back to us. Michael, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think I have an issue with you saying you think you may watch the Bears game. While I disagree, hey. I mean, while I, I will never say I think I'm watching the Bears game. Hey, oh, man, you know. I mean, to be honest with you, if I'm honest with you, like totally honest, if I do watch it, it's going to put me to sleep. I mean, if I'm honest, <laughs> if I'm honest, honest, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'll probably get through the first quarter. And then once no, I no, see no. how they're playing, if it's an exciting game, I'll watch the entire game. I, I, I will sit here and watch. But if it's a boring game, then I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to fall asleep. Okay. Um, if, who cares? This will kick in, and I'd be like, "Who cares?" And I'll, you know, two thirty. I, I can't do it. Two thirty, the Bulls game comes on. See. Game. Make sure. Make sure that it's. You know, it's nothing against them. You know. You know, like I said, I hope they win. You know, but. I mean, they lost Detroit last time, and it was like, how'd you lose to Detroit of all teams? It's Detroit. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, so I, I really can't. I, I, it's, it's the last game of the season for them. You know, and that's keep, that, that allows me to keep it in perspective and to keep it honest and real with myself. You know, it's the last game of the season for them. It's... it's it's not like they're playing for a hint of a spot. They messed that up last week. You know, they, you know, it's, it's bad when everybody comes on TV and says that mathematically the Bears are now out of it. <laughs> well, the Bears were mathematically. I know that. But I was a realistic. But I live in real life, <laughs> and yeah. the Bears were out of it a while ago. Yeah. So you know. So in real life. You know, I may watch the game, I may not. I'm being honest with you. I, may, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I have a concert coming up. Oh, yes, I'm plugging it right now. I have a concert co- coming up in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I, could, I, I I got songs to mix and prepare, and that's a better use of my time. And I may actually have the Bears game on. I, I might have the Bears on and have a beauty. You know, during that, if, if uh, you know, during that point of it, you know, but I can't sit here and sit up here and be like, I'm gonna have the, have the, you know, the the volume up and want to hear that, especially if they get man, if, if let Detroit come up here and trounce them, I have nothing to say. I made our first show next season. I'm gonna be like, see, I told you I was gonna Are you gonna wait till next season? <laughs> 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 Ain't no waiting till next season. Honestly, well, you already, uh, with you our fans that follow us on Facebook and Twitter, I'm talking about what? Let Jay Cutler go out there and throw seven interceptions. That is and I'm a Jay Cutler fan. <laughs> I will be upset. So it, it, I'm not going to sit here and and just be okay with it. I'm saying I'm going to watch the Bears game. Now, don't I pray the Bears don't give me a reason to change the channel. I see. Pray what I hope, and that's all I'm getting at. Forty eight to nothing so that I feel comfortable changing to the Bulls game. Man, even even that, if they beat you know, even if they beat Detroit forty eight to nothing, what would that mean? 
What would it mean for me is that I in the channel. I may have any discomfort if I change the channel. That's that's what it would mean. That's all I want today. Go out there and be look good, look great in it. So when I change the channel, I don't feel bad. That's all I'm asking for. That's funny. <laughs> that's all I'm asking for. Look good enough so I can feel comfortable changing the channel. Don't, don't look the, bad. Don't look bad. Changing the channel, yuck. That's I, all I'm asking for. I put it like this. This is the way I, because, you know, I, it's just one of those things. I do not know why this is, people. But whenever I watch a football game, I end up taking a nap during it. I just end up doing it. I probably, it may be because I play so much. It's like I know, I kind of, you kind of figure out what's going to happen. If I miss something, there's always a replay or a recap. So I don't really miss anything. But if the Bears just play today and they actually win, and I'm going to say if they do win, should they win, it's probably going to be, well, let me, let me see what their last score was because, you know, that does mean something um, somewhat, I guess, if you say <laughs> Okay. Okay. See, what had happened was I had told Craig and him. You know, I was like, hey, man, I thought they were going to win, but I can't prove it. I can't make, you know, who am I to say whether or not these people can actually play? Uh, but just from the standpoint of their last trouncing, um, I'll call it that. I don't know what the score was, but I know we didn't win. If the Bears win today, if I do fall asleep, I'll feel good when I take my nap. If they, if I watch this, if I choose to watch them today, and they end up losing, I'm still not gonna feel bad about taking my nap. <laughs> see, I will just be like, see, if if I. I don't even want to look at how bad this if is. If I were to use your stuff. analogy, feeling good about taking my nap versus missing why they would were lost. I don't want to see if they, if they lose it. I don't want to know why they lost. Yeah, I don't want to know why they lost. Just to lose it. <laughs> I don't care how you if you lost, you lost. That's just, you know, that's just like the loss when they, you know, to, to the Broncos by two points. You know, we know. Yeah, that, and, so, and, and we know where Mike was, you know. But, you know, I mean, you know, why? The, I, I, the can't bears, give away, I can't give away his nickname. Why you, know, you got to bring up old news? You know, why you got to bring up old news? That hurt my feelings. Because yeah, why you got to bring up old That's news? That's hilarious. Because, That's funny. because I probably fell, because I fell asleep during that game when they played the Broncos and lost by that much. That's why. Because I was like, what is? This? Wow. I don't want to watch this debacle. I went to sleep and woke up and didn't see it. I was like, what? That's a debacle. <laughs> Okay. All right, so. You hurt my feelings talking about the Bears right now. I know. Hey, man, I'm just telling you. I'm trying to save you, Mike. Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. It was a debacle. For some lines when that game happened. We was trying to have a good time. You just brought us back. Uh-oh. So did he curse the Bears for today? Is Detroit going to walk away with the win today? Did that on their own? They only six and nine. You can't you can't blame that on nobody else when you six and nine. So no 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 no. Not not to blame. Blame. So so who well, so see, is, who who, who ends up at the well, bottom of the NFC North then? Oh, honestly, record wise, you are you. People, the the term has uh, Bill Parcells says you are as good as your record is. But wait a minute, let me finish what I'm saying. No, get that. Bill Parcells coined the phrase "you're as good as your record is." 
But mm-hmm. if I were to look at the total picture, I the worst team is the Lions because they have so much more to do than the Bears right now. The Bears are moving in the right direction. The Lions are moving in the wrong direction. So I regardless, of line, I, well, I, well, I don't agree game. with you as far as they're like moving in the wrong direction. I think they're more they're they're know, at the bottom. I, I agree with them being at the bottom. You know, now I can't say it. Now that's that's just looking at all. You know, looking at the the full picture and the real picture. You know, outside of their record, but. I don't know, man. I can't say that after today they'll be there. I really wouldn't. I, I would not be surprised totally if Detroit comes into Chicago and, be, and wins. I won't. I won't be surprised, but that's that's me as a fan, and a lot of fans feel this way about their teams in general. For some reason, the Bears are good against the quote-unquote good teams. They look like they come together for good teams. They they get too relaxed against the bad teams. And right. um. I don't say that about my team. Okay, you don't you say that about I, your team, but you never say that about the Vikings. Man. I, I, that is the one. No, I, 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 I got to say about the Vikings. Can, Listen, I'm not even going to touch that. You, you, you don't get to talk about the Bears right now. Say about them, but, but, she, but she does stay <laughs> on the winning corner, on the winning side. Uh, you so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to talk about the Bears right now. <laughs> He said you're on the bench. We we're not including you. <laughs> you, you, you you're, you're excluded from this conversation for right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way in the world the Bears should have beat the Packers and then come out and lose against the Lions. And I know, but see that's the point, and that's why I have to face them, dude. When it comes I'm to them playing today, that. I I'm just like I can't think. I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, I just can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't, can't do it. Can't. 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 I can't. I can't. I just can't get on that bandwagon with you today. I apologize, but it's just. <laughs> no. I can't. I cannot do it. Can't even make it a season. <laughs> it's, it's, Look, Can I, I talk to you? Come on, I'm still banned. I'm still on the bench. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Vikings and Packers. We we crack jokes on on each other and on our teams long enough. Let's move on to the Vikings and Packers because this game will decide who's the NFC North winner. And some of it we blame on the uh, the Packers. Uh, old age and injuries. Others, we we say the Vikings are moving in the right direction. But whichever direction we're saying, no one is afraid of the Packers right now. And no one is afraid of the Packers. And Not I don't at all. believe anyone, anyone believes the Packers can make a long run in the playoffs. I don't think anyone believes that. As a matter of fact... <laughs> They should even be As a matter of fact, I believe the Packers will be take a miracle you know, for the Packers to make it out of the first round. Do and I mean like Arizona said, okay, you're Green Bay. <laughs> Let me show you what that means right now. Boom! <laughs> that game. Oh my goodness, that game was hilarious. 
And I, I knew I knew the game was going in the wrong direction, like fully the wrong direction, when Aaron Rodgers started talking to himself. I said, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me? Is it just me? Or did Aaron Rodgers, and this is probably the first and last time this comparison will ever be made, but is it just me? Or did it look like Aaron Rodgers was looking like Jay Cutler mad at his offensive line, wanting to to string his offensive line up at points during that game? Uh, He was two seconds from line. Like, are you serious? Are you going to try? He was, I think he wanted. I think frustrated with his offensive put, line ever. I think if he could, he would have put them all on timeout, dude. I mean, you need to go I have never. Seen, I don't know what that's game probably the first and last time that Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodgers comparison will be made. But it looked like he wanted to hurt his offensive line. He wanted to hurt them. Dude. They they were that jailbreak ain't the word. They, they was trounced. They were they what what did uh what did they get they, six six sacks seven sacks. They were trounced. How many hurries? That game was ridiculous. That game was funny. I was laughing because Arizona Cardinals came out there and said, "You all don't deserve to be on the field with us." Well, you know what? They just yeah. play smarter ball. They were like, if your O-line going to keep letting us do this, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. And like, that, that's the fifth time we've done just it. Just like you y'all, said, if they're going to let us keep doing it, we're going to do it. You know, and, and it's definitely the, it, it is definitely the name of the game. Oh, you going to let me do that to you? Okay. Oh, you going to let me do it again? Okay. Y'all haven't figured out how to stop this yet. But it wasn't yeah, even I, just that. Know. Larry Fitzgerald was looking like Larry Fitzgerald from five years ago in that game. He wasn't no the one, one that impressed me. I was more impressed by the defense than Larry Fitzgerald. I was so – I was more I'm saying that the defense impressed me. The, uh, Michael Flair, uh, with their rookie – I mean, their rookie running back, I can't remember his name right now. He impressed me. That was – that game – was just so much of it, – it pointed out every deficiency that Green Bay has. And that I guarantee you the Vikings had every aspect of that game up on film session. Oh, this work, we're going to do that next week. Oh, this work, we're going to do that on Sunday. Oh, this work, we're going to do that. I swear the Packers that are hope and pray, they're not playing the Cardinals 2.0 today. <laughs> that would be funny. Because the 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 Cardinals gave the Vikings the game plan. They showed them everything. That, and even if they can't pull off all of the things the Cardinals did, even if they only exploit one or two things that the, the Cardinals did, the Packers are in trouble. Because oh, yeah. it is it, 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 the only – First off, I don't believe the the Packers have a chance to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. But the only the only minute chance, in my opinion, of the Packers making it out of the first round is if they host a home game in the playoffs. If they don't host a home game in the playoffs, they may as well just go home this week. I don't think I, I 
I really don't think it matters. I think the Packers, they are a team to me that needs to revamp. They, they've been great yeah, yeah. for the last five seasons and patching up old wounds, no doubt. They, they've been great at patching up old wounds, pulling players out the parking lot, like just watch, you know, for Aaron Rodgers' arm. But I don't think it's going to – I think those days are kind of over. And not Aaron Rodgers' arm. And I think they need to get a squad together again that we were used to seeing from the Packers before. There's a lot of patchwork going on. There's a ton of injuries. There's some people who just don't need to come back. I think, I think the number one thing, and I be. said it earlier, the number one thing the Packers need to fix, like you said, they're the grumpy old men, but if I were to start anywhere on rebuilding on the Packers, it would be the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers has masked and masked and masked how bad that offensive line is with his abilities. But it's time to fix the offensive line. Well, they wore invisible cloak last week. That is she said they were not in the line the way the Dallas Cowboys addressed it in the last few years. If they addressed that offensive line, can you imagine what Aaron Rodgers would do with Tony Romo's offensive line? Not with the employees he got right now, I can't. Dude, they truck. <laughs> <laughs> the defense trust Eddie Lacy. They push Eddie Lacy down like, don't get out of here. Like, <laughs> as big as that. He mocked him in his helmet and Eddie Lacy was done. Line was in the backfield before Eddie Lacy got the ball many times. That was a problem. Right. That's what I'm like. That's crazy. Lacy didn't have the ball, and they were already in the backfield. Right, Eddie Lacy wow. trying to play defense. It definitely didn't work line. out. Like, they need an offensive line like there was they no other. They need an offensive line. They need a better running back. Um, we'll see what Jordy Nelson looks like, but Randall Cobb, you know, okay. James Jones on the Randall Cobb is not so, a number yeah, one receiver, and when much. they were able to key in on him trying to be the number one receiver, it's proven that he's not a number one receiver. Right, that's what I'm saying. Red- oh, Almost had and, an accident in live Technicolor. There's too many. There's too many receivers out there that want to be number one, but you're not number one. You are the perfect number two receiver. We don't need to have another TJ Inside of Missoula situation up here. Anymore either. I don't think he's the perfect number two either. I I. Oh, you think he lost his number two status? Wow. Yes, I do. You know the other one that is very interesting? James Jones might not be a number two or number three receiver. <laughs> he did I good the first two or that. three weeks. I, I, just, yeah. I just said that. Yeah, they, they've got to put some stock in their team for next season. They really do. Yeah, it's that, been fun. These names that we've grown to know and love have been fun. But I just think that whole operation right now with the players that they have, they're done. If you were to pick. If you were to pick the number one, uh, I won't say position, but aspect, it's clear they need to address more than one thing, but what's the top thing you think they need to address? Um, Besides their O-line? No, I'm including their O-line because I believe their O-line is the, I'm not going to say fixes other things, that's but the, it, the O line is a given, you know. So that's one of the things you got. But if we go, out, if we go outside gotta, the O line, the next thing they I would need to address would be the running back. 
He's running back. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I got that issue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would, I know. If we, I if we go, this thing they need to. I would definitely go running. I would definitely go through running through my through my specialty special positions. Running back and wide receiver. They need they need help there at both of them. I mean, but it's like Cash uh, already. And what what they, they, one they, of the things they, they that I find interesting. One of the things that I also find interesting since we're saying running back, is this further proof that the Alabama running back is not that great of a running back in the NFL? No, I don't think he should be in Green Bay anymore. I think oh, it's okay. obvious his, his attitude, I mean, even missing team meetings. He needs to change the scenery. He's, he's, yeah, he needs it. He needs it. He's not working hard. He's not working hard. Whatever has come along and – Totally put a bad taste There's in his mouth right now about where he is. Is 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 definitely There's a bug up his butt. And and for whatever reason, I really think it's being there. I don't think it's you know I don't think he's gonna pull events on us and be like I'm done with football, but I'll be back in three years. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's that. <laughs> I just think that he really there's something going on right now when it comes to him and Green Bay, and I don't think it's working out. Well, that's, see, the thing the that I, I, I find interesting with him was Eddie Lacy was supposed to be the exception to the rule of that the Alabama running backs aren't doing good, and now he's more or less helping prove the rule. It's almost like he had a good rookie season, and he's gone downhill from the rookie season. Well, because, you know, it's, it's – it's kind of hard to really pinpoint what the issues may be, you know, whether it be something going on personnel-wise, maybe something going on personal, you know, outside of his injuries. But, I mean, historically, yeah, like you said, they have started out, he started out great, and then there's been, a, you know, a slow decline. I won't say steady, but, you know, definitely slow decline in his performance. But when you're a back of that, you know, that nature, <clears throat> You know, and it's 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 definitely understandable when you get to a point in your ear and you start amassing injuries that you slow down. You know that it gets to a point where you may need to be in a different scheme because the point that you're presently in does not really work for you. And it can be able it can be a number of things like I said before. You know, but it's, the overall thing is like you know is is it's definitely can be seen and the writing is definitely on the wall for Green Bay this year. They have a lot of things they need to fix, you know, go after this season. Um, you know, depend depending on how far they go, obviously. Um, you know, it's far, it's so, let's, let's flip, I, so let's flip that around. So we know Green Bay needs some some big off season work and quite a few aspects. So now, you know, in looking at my favorite squad, skull, purple and gold, you know, purple people either from back in the day, like when I was like tiny, but. When we look at the Vikings, I don't know. You said we around. can't ever use the term "purple people leaders" about your team anymore. No, nope, you don't wait, get to do you it. No, nope, uh-uh, nope. I can I can use what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh-huh. that's why I said from back in the day. Not you know from back in the day. When we look at the Vikings now, the one thing that I will say that was lacking in the past that we're able to be happy about right now. And that's the fact that we actually have a secondary. Our secondary is showing up. 
our defensive front is back to the defense. Well, getting back to the defensive front that we've known from four or five, six years ago. I will give you so props sec- on that one because that has been the, that has been the biggest problem that I've had with the Vikings over the years is their secondary. They seem to have come to play this year. That has been the that's been my Captain number one Mullen, criticism. Xavier Rose. I mean, they're, that's they're been my number one criticism, really and you kept on fighting for them. I did, and and it's, it's working. There are times that I cringe, but overall, that is working. The defensive front has been really, really strong, and our defensive front has had some age on it. Our defensive front is not full. You know, you look at Brian Robinson, um, Chad Greenway. Our defensive front has some. They they've got some years. They long in the tooth. Some some miles. (laughs) Yeah, they've got some miles on them. But they're still coming and they're still playing hard. And these young guys are learning from them, and that's a great thing because one thing that I love, I love to see when rookies and second-year players really pay attention to working with the veterans. And you can see that when they're subbed in for an injury, or when they're subbed in at the end of the game, or for whatever reason, and that second string hits that that field, it's almost like you can't even tell the difference. You just have to look at the number and the name on the back of the jersey. They're still hitting hard. They're still making great plays. The only thing I do want to see a little bit more of, and the Vikings have gotten completely, completely better in this category. At one point, the Vikings could not stop a play on third down. If, a, if if any team, I don't care if it was the Bad News Bears from Saskatchewan, if they went to third down in the third and long position, the Vikings blew it every time, and these teams were would be in some type of scoring position, even if it was just a field goal. They have been much better at that. I still want to see them tighten it up. I still want to see more picks. I want to see them pull more interceptions as opposed to just stopping the, the you know runs after the catch. If we can, because they can go in, and last week proved that they can go in and grab a lot of balls. They've been working on that, so I know next season it's going to be phenomenal to see. My um, issue right now does not come from the defensive side of the ball. Kind of comes from the hands of the quarterback of the ball. I, I let me put it like this: My mom actually watched the game with me. Last week, two weeks ago, I was there. So she decided, let me see what all this Vikings hoopla is about. My mother, who likes football, who knows about football because my dad played, and I absolutely love it. But, you know, like she'll fold clothes or mop the floor or something and be like, did they score a touchdown? Like my mom's not deeply embedded and rooted in football like myself and my family and my dad were. But my mother sat there and said, or two plays, why isn't that Teddy dude throwing the ball to those guys with their hands up there in the end zone? And I just dropped the whole remote. <laughs> because if my mother. I had to get quiet and put my phone on mute as I listened to this story because I just knew you were about to tell some good stuff about, oh, my mom thinks they look great. I did not expect this, uh, this story uh, to have the punchline of you picking pick on uh, I, I, Teddy Bridgewater. I you. And I, I watched it. I, I, <laughs> I really did. I was like, Teddy, please don't run out of bounds. Just let the ball go. You got two and a half people in the end zone. You got two people in the end zone waving at you, not covered. And you got one, like, if you give me this ball, I'll cross the line. And you ran out of bounds. And everybody was very confused. I was confused. And my mother, who would probably rather be folding clothes and 
talking about the difference between snuggle and downy at that particular time, also notice the difference. So I mean, if we want to go there, if we want to go there, for his sake, I hope the Vikings trade Mike Wallace because they have wasted his talent there. They have not. <laughs> well, Teddy Bridgewater has. Well, you know, now they are using. I if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be your QB, Mike Wallace should not be your wide receiver. Made me do this one too many times. North has made me do this one too many times this season, and uh, but I've got to give credit where credit is due. And honestly, <laughs> you do not North like giving is, that man credit. <laughs> You know, I. <laughs> you have an issue with giving that man any credit. I do. I just. I watched him butcher a team that I loved, and I was like, oh my gosh. But I have to give him credit this time. He's made adjustments. So he's actually used both Adrian and Mike Wallace in some pretty, you know, different roles. I mean, we've seen, you know, Adrian. Well, I think from time to time, North Turner has gotten in that headset. He has gotten in that headset and said, Teddy Bridgewater, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm pulling you out of the game. I don't think North Turner said that. You mean mean Coach Zimmer? Coach Zimmer might have said it. I I really. I really. It's clear that Teddy Bridgewater can't make a decision to save his life. He can't. And here's the thing. When he has what? enough faith and confidence in 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 the in the in the scheme that he's about to run, it's like dudes on fire, and we're like, yes, this is the quarterback we thought we were getting. But that's like twenty to thirty percent of the game, and then it's the rest of the game, and we're like, um, that's cool. You don't have to so for every, other players. For every uh, five series, he has one good series. Is that what you're saying? I, I believe it, and it and it's so messed up because you have to go back to the stats and be like, well, the guy really didn't have that. You have to look at the fact that is he holding the ball longer than your average quarterback? Maybe, maybe not. But what has to happen is you have to understand your game and your game situation, which is what's made um, Aaron Rodgers like an amazing QB. Aaron, on, on paper, Aaron Rodgers, you can look at stats, but when you see – Aaron makes that decision like, nope, not, mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. That's more. Then I get a good, then I have a defining I'm going to be honest with this next statement. If the Vikings had an Aaron Rodgers type of QB, just about every game they had would be blowout. Played this season would have been a blowout. I have a very uh, telling question and defining question, I believe. Are the Vikings winning? In spite of Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, yep. that's the great thing about the team. The defense is is, is catching that's... picks. The defense has scored touchdowns. The offense finds a way to get it done. Adrian's had to muscle a few games. Um, Stephon Diggs has muscled a few games. The tight ends, Red Ellison and Kyle Rudolph, have bailed us out in a few. Jarius Wright is starting you to know, come through. Yes, but, but, but that's the good thing. About that. That's a great thing. The good. But the good thing about that, I have another good question that's related to that. Because we have, I believe all of us believe one of Teddy Bridgewater's biggest problems is not his talent. It's his lack of a decision. Um, He can't, he refuses to make a decision. And this is not my fandom asking this question. It's partially because I know your, uh, your 
despise of this quarterback. How would Jay Cutler do with the Vikings? Fine. Because and the reason I asked that better, is because he's got a much better O line, and I think a lot of a little bit more pressure would be off of Jay Cutler to be like this phenom. I think it would come a little bit more natural because look at the weapons he has. The Vikings have a nice, nice youth. Youthful, I guess my and, question also okay. wasn't about what, what was, the Vikings uh, have. You know, I about the fact right that. Uh-huh. My my question is more about the fact that Jay Cutler does the one thing that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do, and that's making a decision. Yeah, but you know, well, it's not, I, I, think was, it's, I, but, I don't but, think it's that he doesn't make a decision. It's more or less the time it takes. He takes his progression is slow, and that's what right. the issue is. You know, his progression. Uh, you know, checking from so, his number so one to his number three. So by the time he makes a decision, it's too late. By exactly. So and, and you know, and, and that's where he runs into his issue is. It's just going through his progressions. Once he's able to learn, you know, and, and Jay Cutler had the same issues. You know, read the defense, and but he's doing that. Obviously, he's doing a lot better at that now. But that's the one thing. I think that Jay Cutler it, didn't it, have those issues in the beginning because Mike, he had Mike, someone Mike, in his ear making Mike, a decision for Mike. him. Mike, you got to let me or Michael finish one of these <laughs> answers. Like, you got to let us kiss something. Like, you asked the question. We got to try to answer it for you. I know I, I really was. Answer. Yeah, it's all right, man. We know you can't help. Right. <laughs> no, and, you know, are you, you trying to send Jay Collar to Minnesota? Is what you want to do? Oh, no, I'm, but I'm I, more or less, and that's why I asked you, that's why I started off by saying, it's not about my fandom for him. It's more about the fact that I know you don't like him as a quarterback, and I was really trying to find out more about your opinion of Teddy Bridgewater and less about your opinion of Jay Cutler. Well, it's, it's, it's just that Teddy Bridgewater is kind of moving at tippy turtle speed, and he needs to be the rabbit. And it's not that he's not a good quarterback. But the NFL is a very, very fast game. Everybody gets a check now. We're, you know, we're not doing it because the cheerleaders on the sidelines are cute, and you know, I'm going to be on that, you know, that next NCAA football edition video game. No, these guys are getting paid. Some of these guys, this is a contract year for them. They, they have things to prove. They are not going to drop back and wait for the band to start playing the fight song for you to decide if you're going to throw a ball. No, you're, by the time that happens, you've probably eaten turf. And and it's just it's just real. So I think if he, when he's confident and he's moving at the speed of the game and things are clicking for Teddy, Teddy looks amazing. When things get choppy for Teddy, Teddy has to figure out how to can amazing and to continue to have that confidence. Yeah, he's actually thinking right, so that, that, that was a bad one. Oh, well. You know, and but at the same time, I do agree with you as far as you know they are winning in spite of. But that is what you exactly want to see from a, t- a team is, it is you know when one when one that person one player, is not yeah you, you want you need one you know people stepping up and being the guy on that day. You know whether it's Mike Wallace or whether it's you know Adrian Peterson or who knows it may be Teddy Bridgewater today. You know you know no. Right. You know, but so they have people, but they have people that can, right? that can step up, right. you know, and do that. And that's the one thing that right now I, I will give them the edge over over Green Bay today is that right there. 
You know, so I would say, you know, if it came down to, you know, being on the winning side, I think Minnesota has definitely has a better chance of beating Green Bay today. You know, and then nothing and, else. But, if they look at the film from last week, just push Eddie Lacy down because obviously that was. Ah man, I'm just saying he did get kind of like you know pushed like oh, it was he everybody. Man, <laughs> man, and it was funny because I showed you know you know I showed Danny and I was like hey come look at this, but like, you see this? I said the defensive player just muffed the offensive player like man get out muff. Eddie Lacy took it muffed him and, and he yeah, rolled him back down. Was, I had never, I don't think I've I ever seen anybody seen that. do that. That's that. I've never seen that. I had, I had. Well, 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 well. I, I, I had more faith in the kicker that pushed the Seattle Seahawks player down. Now he feared for his life for the whole rest of the game, but still, he was like, "Get out of here." Man, so he was uh, like ducking cover for the rest hilarious. of the game. <laughs> But still, Dude. the punter was was serious. You know, he was like, "I don't care about you, Seahawks." Um, don't we? Uh, okay. Um, but uh, before we get get away from this week, um, uh, and because by next week, or actually by tomorrow, it will be old news. I want to halfway talk about some of the coaching carousels, and one of the things that uh. Cass spoke about earlier in the conversation and also in the pre-show meeting was the leaning safe uh, aspect of uh, Jim Caldwell. While I believe I want him gone, a couple of the different uh, national shows and websites say that Jim Caldwell is, is probably good that he had the bad part of his season in the beginning because he's leaning safe right now. Now some of yeah, the other coaches, so. some of the other coaches, Miami's head coach, although he's on the only interim, he's leaning out. Uh, the so one we that have I'm another surprised one. about. That's obvious, though. The one I'm surprised about, though, is uh, <laughs> Tomasula is leaning out. Yeah, that's the one. I, I, I wasn't surprised. The reason I'm surprised I, I about it is, they they were so stubborn. They were so stubborn. They wanted Jim Harbaugh gone. They got Jim Harbaugh out. They could have had a list of other coaches, and they went with Thomas Sula and said, no, we believe in this guy. And he might not survive for one season. Well, I mean, you know, you're 4-11. and 11. <laughs> Well, they go to to Philly. You know, Philly kind of went ahead and stopped that. Yeah, but they gave him three years. But you know, gave him three years. I'm glad he took him to the playoffs. I am glad that what he did this season. I don't know if he was trying to rebuild Frankenstein's monster. I don't. I don't. I. I. That that man. I was when that when that came across my phone. I was singing "Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead." You and quite a few other people. Yeah, I'm sure. So we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes in the future. Um, well, there are a few coach high schools, but it it probably won't be old news because you know Black Monday is coming and that's the big <laughs> release day for the coaches. Like when albums we'll, drop or something. Black Monday is gonna is gonna take is gonna take a lot of people out tomorrow. 
Yeah. The only coach that I believe that I will believe will definitely survive Black Monday, but may not. But uh, Caldwell will definitely survive Black Monday. That I, think I believe. He I think no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I you believe but, he can survive. Period. I'm saying that even if he does not survive getting fired, I believe he definitely will survive Black Monday. Now, I, I believe that even if Detroit decides to move on from Jim Caldwell, they will they will at least take a week to think about it, figure it out, have a few meetings about it. It's not going to be, know. okay, we cutting you tomorrow morning. Martha put them Jackie Onassis gloves on. He might be gone <laughs> at midnight. You never know. They lose. Hey, man, I, I feel like this. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose today that he loses his job today. I really the one that I, 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 like, I, I don't want to see. She might give him a the one I The one I kind of want to see happen. And although the NFC, it's a it's a it's a neighbor state of mine. I, I want to see Chuck Pagano gone. I want to see Chuck Pagano mm. gone because it's proven to me that the the Colts did good two years ago because of Bruce Arians, and then they did good last year because of the still players on the roster, and they hadn't forgotten what Bruce Arians said to do. By this year, everything is gone, and Chuck Pagano wasn't the one they should have hired. They should have hired Bruce Arians. Do you know how many teams should have hired Bruce Arians? Oh, like, man, my favorite one is the <laughs> Right. Like, so many teams missed an amazing opportunity. So, kudos to the team I mean, that has. And then I still <laughs> never forget that the Bears tried to hire Todd Bowles as their defensive coordinator a couple of years ago, and he said nope and went on to take a lower position with the Giants and then was the defensive <laughs> coordinator for the Cardinals and now is the head coach with the Jets. But, yeah, the Arians was clearly – the fire behind the Colts doing good because it's not Chuck Pagano. No, it's not. But there are a couple other things wrong. They, they, they're almost in a Green Bay situation. You got to put it all back together again. Yeah, you got to put definitely. it all back together again. They, they were relying well, well, on a system I, the, the that was very quarterback Chuck heavy. They were relying on a system that was quarterback heavy Bruce because Arians. of where they came from with with uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Andrew Luck. Okay, well, see, that's so the thing. I think, I think Bruce Arians was able to mask the fact that Andrew Luck wasn't, wasn't as, as great as we, we thought he was in his rookie years. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, he'll honestly, still be great. Honestly, I think Andrew to Luck totally will still be great. I'm saying I think Andrew Luck will still be great. But it's not the okay. He's going to be great right away. Situation. He has to it, grow it, into it his never, greatness. It never was. I mean, even with his ranking and you know being drafted all high, I was never really truly like sold on him being like, oh my god, he's going to come in and go into Indianapolis and just change the whole program around. It it it, it was, it's never been that way for me with him because you know he's just like any other young quarterback. He's going to start off great. It may look like he's blazing. But wait till the dust settles and you get to really see what well, he is, see what he's like. It's the same thing you're saying with Teddy. You know, 
the dust settled after his after the rookie year, and now here he is, and it's like, oh, okay, mm. you know, you're not really doing like we thought you would. You're showing signs of where you can be productive, but it's not consistent enough, you know. So I'm not surprised, you know, that Andrew Luck, you know, being like is highly touted this year is like, oh my god, you know, the next contest, you know, along with some of these other quarterbacks. I'm not really surprised at all. So. I do agree that it's going to be interesting to see how all these coaching shakeups go. When they get the tree shaking, you see, you see when everybody who's going to fall off. It's going to be interesting, you know. And then, then it's going to be who's going to make it even more for more better drama. Let's see who they're going to replace them with. Who are they going to pick up, you know, for for these coaches coaching absences, and you know, to see how the teams get turned around. So, but you know, it's. it's this time of the season is always great for two things. You get to see who's getting fired, and you get to see who made the playoffs. <laughs> so well, you got positive and negatives all the way around. Let's do this because we have a pretty funny part of the show coming up, and then, of course, I have to disappear. But let's just do this. Here's something that's really cool. Before we get to the cool part as to what we will be naming our players, indicative of how they play, so, you know, they did this to themselves, be it good or bad. Bears, Lions, um, who's going to win this matchup today? Who you guys got? Bears. Uh, and I don't think know. that has anything to do with how good they are. I just think the Lions are that bad. Michael? You know what? I'm going to um, – because last, last week I went against them and they lost, so I think I'm going to go against them again for the sake of them winning. <laughs> that makes it easy. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> well, you did. Well, I, I, I definitely, well, yeah, you know, did. I, you did I, say that. So, you know, I'm hoping that, the, you know, if, if Detroit pulls it off, you know, so be I'm kind of on the fence because, like I said, this is my, you know, it's like my who cares anyway ball. You know, I, I, both teams right now at this point, as Mike said, and I quote, suck. So I'm on the fence. I really don't care who wins. The Bears win, fine. If they if they end up not winning, then they just end up not winning. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm, be I'm, on the, I'm on the fence, but I'm kind of leaning toward the Lions, but I am on the fence. So, <laughs> yay. Goodness. Every time both of you all have picked against the Bears this season, they've won. First time no, I remember that happening is against the Rams. Not hey, true. I picked, I picked against the Bears against the Vikings. I picked against the Bears when it came to San Francisco. I picked against the Bears when it came to the first game of the Lions. I said when both of you all. I'm not saying just when you all won person. Uh, when both of both you all for the Lions the Oh, my goodness. This is the only team that needs, like, a rabbit's foot or something to make it through. So, you know, yeah. we'll see who ends up hey. at the bottom of the NFC North. You can give me the whole Vikings, rabbit's foot, like you. Vikings and Packers. Who are you guys rolling with? I'm pulling for the I'm Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings. I'm pulling for the Vikings on this one. I'm not pulling for anybody. I'm picking the Vikings. All right, so we got three for the Vikings. Now, moving right along, last week we told you that we have our own pet nickname for a lot of the players, and it's based on how they play, be it the nicknames are good or bad. No, they are not NFL-approved nicknames, but they are just – our interpretation of exactly what we are seeing from them on the field. So we've come up with a list of a few of them. Some of them uh, you've heard of. Let's start with the first one that you all know about. 
some of them you've heard quite commonly on the show. A few others have been sent in from fans and also new ones that we've thought up over the weekend. So go ahead, Mike, kick it off. Well, well Michael, you, you have the most famous one, so let you start it off. All right, so first off, you know, we all, we have Minnesota quarterback. You all know him as Teddy Bridgewater, but we like to call him Teddy Bridge over troubled water. Um, this nickname came about, obviously, because of his play. You can't really, you know, it's like he gets over the bridge and doesn't know which way he should go, if the water's flooding or where he should throw the ball or who's going to – he doesn't know anything. So this is why his nickname came up. And you've probably heard it every now and then on on actual, you know, on the broadcast. Uh, myself, I can't remember if it was ESPN or one of those channels, but they call him that as well. So this is not just us. You know, it's, it's across the, you know – across the nation now that this is what this guy has been calling because of his just bridge over troubled water play. Mine that I coined last week, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that has coined this one, Kyle Burtos Fuller. When they're in the zone defense, Kyle, Kyle Fuller does fine. The minute they go man-to-man, he gets burnt. He's Kyle Burtos Fuller. That's a cute one because – the Kyle Fuller reference that I got is is probably not something I should say FCC, but it's Kyle Fuller something, and a lot of people yeah. agree to that, and that's the thing <laughs> that quite a few Kyle people Fuller have what? stuck with. Kyle Fuller what? I cannot say, but it's and nothing oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Kyle Fuller. You fight in yeah, a little I, baby I, 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 I with that one. I mean, you, 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 you can't just say, you can't just put full of and put dot, dot, dot. This one came in from one of our uh, fans last week, and Michael made reference to it earlier in the show. Calvin Megatron Johnson has lost his nickname. Joyce Demarion. She says she, and actually she is tweeting me. She has she is listening. She's DM me. So Joyce, here you go. She is a Detroit Lions fan who has downgraded. The Detroit Lions star Calvin Megatron Johnson to Calvin Go by Johnson, the knockoff of who he used to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, if there was an award, it might have gone to Joyce for today. Thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate that one. That one is kind of hilarious. Calvin Go by Johnson. And if you are of a certain age, you remember the Go Bots, and you only I'm watch them because they were on TV. You didn't prefer them over the Transformers. Some people did. Um, What's another one? Here's one that I call for one of for my Bears players, Alshon Mr. Glass Jeffrey. He couldn't <laughs> stay on the field at all. I don't think Alshon is – okay, we'll take that name. Um, okay. Well, well, well. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, there's uh, one more that I have. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And it technically does not belong to a player. Belongs to a player's wife. Oh, you about Miko? You about to Miko? Well, Miko be a fire. She fired around. She like had a thirty. <laughs> yes, I went she to was, it with that. She one. was picking people off, 
If you go to our Facebook page and click on the link, you can see the dead spin article of the Twitter Nico rant. And that was that's no just the most recent. Man, she was. She played no game. But what's <laughs> even funny like is if you do happen to click on the Twitter link rant. and read, to read the comments, though, that makes the article completely hilarious. That's it. That just takes two oh my goodness. an even bigger level. I, it, but but Nico, yeah, and the when sniper. they when they when they call when they ask Brent Grimes the Miami Dolphins, they ask him what he thinks of it. He says the smartest thing that a husband can say: "My wife can have her own opinion." <laughs> Because no, he said the he smartest thing to keep that check that coming. Do you know what I'm saying? Whether because he understands he, or believes or feels the same way. Yeah. Hey, like, well, hey, man, she can say what she want to say. I got to go to work. Nico is like Juanita <laughs> Jordan. Like, if there was, like, a Twitter when Juanita Jordan was a wife oh my God. on the sideline, oh. that's me. Oh, man, she, she was a – She got she banned went from through. court side. She – oh. I mean, people forget. People forget what Kurt Warner's wife used to do. Kurt Warner's wife used to call into into radio shows. Obviously, it's going to be cleaner because it's on the radio. But she she used to call into radio shows in other cities and go in, and then especially in St. Louis, used to call in and go in on uh, the reporters that were in St. Louis. Kurt Warner's wife, I would have hated to have seen Twitter and Instagram in her time period. Yeah, man, you, you got to think about it because these are, you know, these are these are women who know the game and who've been around it for a long time. So they have a lot at stake because this is their business, you know. Oh, and so people don't think about people, it. Uh, so they, you, you know, they are playing nice. <laughs> you can't forget what uh, Giselle said after the Super Bowl against the Patriots, oh, my goodness, she went in on Tom Brady's teammates that day. She really did go in on them, like, really hard. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wes Welker? (laughs) She had that game. She said if he could catch a ball, (laughs) I don't know how he's still on his team. He couldn't catch a cold. Yeah, man, they you know the wives get they they get beat with it. So I can, you know, I don't. I don't but Miko grinds. She, she takes grinds. the cake. She's grinding. Miko the she, sniper grinds. She, she go in. She go in hard, boy. She go. She will strike you. You won't even see it coming. Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> Samuels. If you want to tell them how you really feel, how you make Miko grind? You know Look, we started a career for you. No holes barred. I mean, and honestly, I put the I put the question out to some of our uh, some of our industry cohorts when I posted the, the the article, and Andre of in much less detail, he went in on her. He said any any organization that has a decent coach or a decent GM would have told her to shut the blank up. And then oh, his, no, follow-up, his follow-up comment was what took the cake. He said, and this is not gender-specific because the Bulls should have told Reggie Burroughs to shut up, too. 
he did say that. They they should have. <laughs> but but if, if we gonna, if we gonna pull out stops like that, then they just left Stephon Marbury's whole family out there just white. You know what it is. So hang. <laughs> his whole family well, was just getting a stop. Movie and play over there. And look, ain't nobody about to wear. They love him in China. They should. <laughs> they love him. Went over there and did, man. The, after she acted a fool, I'd be like, yep, you know what? The DJ shoes, okay, these are the official shoe of the whole country because we need her to sit down. <laughs> so, <laughs> they love him over there. But you know, some, but uh, it's it's a rarity that that's going to become a GM issue. They'll highlight the play, get 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 your wife, or or you never know. It could turn into publicity for things. You, you just never know. It, but that's it, how you know, she it, shows. I see. And I, I don't think people feel that, that way. I think people I are okay with wives having comments. I think people are still in shock with the way Nico Grimes came at these folks. Because but she's not the only one. This isn't this isn't new. Like I can see if Miko, first woman in history, go in on the team. This is not new. She is not. No, but the she first. didn't just go in on the team. That's what. That's the funny part. I also, the if only one. Just the team. She's not the first to do. She's not the first to do this or go this hard. The, she, I, I'm sorry. It, I, I've heard about wives going in on teammates. The, the funnier things that she has said, like she don't, she it's public that she went on went in on Ryan Tannehill. Wives have gone in on teammates before. Wives have gone in on other people before. But the worst stuff, and that article only told you about some of the stuff she said. If you go back and read a lot of her old tweets. She goes in oh, hard. She do. Like you said, the way yeah, she goes like, in on the reporters well, in Miami. we follow each other. So if we follow yeah, each other. Yeah, she gives, so, she get in know. on people. Yeah, but she, it, she know, does. At the same time, but the, at some the same of the things time, that she has it, said, not, oh my goodness. Well, I think if you look at it from the standpoint of, it's not so much, you know, what even even with what she's saying, you know, is it valid, you know, or you know, it, it, it exactly. has a desired effect. Is it having the desired effect? Because, like you said, you know, like Cass said, this could, uh, this could be beneficial when you think about it. And she's talking about art. You know, she's just talking about the way they come in the game. You know, like, what are y'all looking at? Y'all, y'all, so you still want to sit up here and say that Ryan Tanner held the truth. I read the article. It's funny. It is hilarious. It is funny, dude. I posed the question on Facebook, and I posed the question – and ask, there are some people that feel, okay, she went too far. And some people feel, okay, it's good for her to have this opinion. I guess I'm on the fence of, not on the fence, I'm on the, I'm on the page of she can be wrong and right at the same time. Because I think what she says is valid. and her opinion are correct about Ryan Tannehill and the reporters. I think those yeah. things are correct. It's the way in which she went in that just goes too far. Uh, but but no, it's not. It, it only goes too far if you're living, if you're but, looking from it. From it, if you're looking it from only, it from you your know what? Let's, let's, let's stop. And let's not, stop and be really, real. It's not even. It's not even really going too far because she's just being honest about it. 
And that's so I'm not talking about the, it's, it's, the here, here's, let's, let's be honest. It's only going too far for anybody that was born before 1983. This is how they communicate. This is how they get their feelings out in this millennial age. This is just that. This, this, is, this is what they do. There's no more go in your office and let me tell you how I really feel. Everything is social media. If social media was a person, it'd be the meanest person, most judgmental, evil person on earth because this is where all these people are now planting their feelings. So that's why right. she's probably a, an angel compared to what I had to witness as a ball girl with Juanita Jordan because I was like, is somebody going to get her? Because she, <laughs> when a team tells you, I don't know if sitting court side is like working out for you. <laughs> like, now you want those skybox seats? Like, you know, that's deep. But there was no social media at that time. They so. moved her to the skybox. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't see that course that I don't want. But just just overall it was funny because so many times people put athletes players in this little box. Like stay there, be a size two, look really pretty, play like your model, wear a lot of makeup, don't have any emotions, just smile and whatever your husband does is okay. And you're starting to see women, especially with social media around where you're hearing how these wives said, like Kurt Warner's wife figured it out before there was a social media boom, but you're starting to hear a lot more from these women, like, you know, um, Lady Crow, that's another one. Get on Cromartie if you want to. She will tear Twitter up for a day. Yeah, I promise you. And I love it. It's absolutely hilarious. But they're only saying what we would say for our family members in a room when you when, when you see the writing is on the wall. And you have a platform to put it out there, you put it out there. I have Ryan Tannehill on my fantasy league, and I tried to get rid of him 16 times, and did nobody want him. <laughs> I tried to put him on the waiver wire, and there was like nobody wants to pick this man up. And the only reason that I had him was I was like, well, maybe with some Miami will do something. <laughs> and nothing. Like maybe I should have picked him up because I had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. And picked him up and what carried him because he did not help me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and when I finally made the decision to let go of uh, one of them, Tony Romo had just came back, and I picked up Tony Romo, and then he got. I was oh, in an injury well, trick bag this so season. So now we have we have a new player named Ryan Tankenhill because that whole team tanked behind whatever what? this man was going to do. So. There you go. I Ryan the Tank Hill. Yes. <laughs> tank and Hill. You tank and you took that team down. Y'all didn't even What fan to... sent that in? Me. Oh. Myself. <laughs> because I spent sixteen I was I've been trying I tried sixteen times to get him off my fantasy league and everybody was like, You keep him. So it was <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Okay, no more getting in leagues with 32 teams anymore. I quit. Like, you know, it was crazy. I couldn't get rid of him in that league. So, there you have it. Um, so, Miko, you have now officially won a player name. You are the sniper. Yes, you are. with a 30 from the hood. Um, so let's get at it. Before we, before we jump off the air, we cannot ignore some of the great college games 
that took place this weekend. Um, Alabama was obviously uh, taken back by losing last season. They made a conscious decision that they would not lose to another Big Ten team. Oh, they stormed through Michigan State like it wasn't anything. Like, hi. 38 to nothing. <laughs> wow. My goodness. I was, I, I was kind of, you know, to be honest with you, man, I was really rooting for Michigan State, hoping that they would. I was very much know, rooting for Michigan show State. Up, show up and, you know, and give a good showing, but. The way Alabama handled them, it, it was just like Alabama made a decision. We're not losing to like, another Big Ten team. It's kind of, no, it's kind of like Arizona did to Green Bay. It's kind of you know like ah, so y'all here? Okay. Oh, and just, and, you know, just just destroyed him from there on. So you know, kudos to Alabama. Um, I, I, I will, I, uh, Michigan beat Florida, um, and uh, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. And at that point, I realized I did not see uh, the Tennessee Northwestern game. I asked Cassandra, "Did you? Uh, how did uh, Northwestern do?" Her response was, oh, "They're, they're still, still university. Yeah, they're, they're still a university." Yeah. And I said, "No, but what does that mean?" <laughs> she said, "You're not getting it. They're still a university. They're still a university. They I have like, a oh, they're bad. They're still a university, people." But my favorite one still might be how bad Iowa looked against Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Mm. Oh, when they start, they started talking about records. The first time in Rose Bowl history that a team came out twenty-one to nothing, and within within a minute of the second quarter, it was twenty-eight to nothing. Then Wait a minute. Let's take you way back to the beginning of the game. How many seconds? Not minutes. How many seconds did it take them to score? Like 12 the game seconds. Just started. 12, 12 seconds. seconds. First place from scrimmage, 12 seconds. Crazy. Wow. They actually it, scored And you have to remember, seven. by the time you get to the first place from scrimmage, at least three to five seconds has come off the clock from kickoff. So it probably took about seven or eight seconds. Of- that was bananas. Oh, my goodness. They scored on offense, on a pick, pick six on defense, and on special teams. McCaffrey got more all-purpose yards in that game than any other Rose Bowl game in history. Hmm. He scored on punt return. On a pass play, he he's the first play in Rose Bowl history to get more than a hundred yards receiving and rushing. He got 172 rushing yards during that game and a hundred yards receiving during that game. Not to mention his punt return yards. That was hey, that was that was that was absolutely bananas. The kid had a great oh. game. What can you say? And what while we're talking say? about that game, I don't want to be remiss. In ignoring, I don't want to ignore this other game that I'm going to speak of because I actually was a fan of Oklahoma this season. Clemson uh, got in that behind. Don't do that. Clemson did it. Clemson. 37 to 17. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Heartbreaking. It was 17 to 16. (laughs) It was 17 to 16 in favor of Oklahoma at one point. 
then things changed and changed fast. Yeah. Extremely fast. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, it was like Clemson played red light, green light, but never told the, the Sooners to go again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. That, that is a great way of putting it. Oh, and did you, did anyone see TCU come again, back against Oregon last night? That was a game in which, for the ball, neither starting quarterback was in. Trey Boykin was suspended for the game, and the Oregon starting quarterback got got a concussion and had to leave the game. TCU comes back from a huge deficit and wins the game. And you all know how I feel about a lot of the Big 12 teams. They don't play any defense. Right. They stopped Oregon for the rest of the game. Yeah, it was 41-47 in three oversides, and that's a great game. You know, unfortunately, people, you know, I have not been able to catch any of these games as I don't have access to ESPN. So a lot of my catching up has been on vicariously through my people here on uh, Football Fan Watch Network through conversations of Mike called me like, man, have you seen this? Are you watching this game? And I was like, man, I'm sorry. Bro. That was when I had to record the hey, next play. Hey, 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 hey. And I, hey, I, hey, I, I hey. him a video on, of the on. next play. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can watch that on your phone. Um, I understand. Yes, I understand that, but we'll have to discuss the the, you know technicalities of doing so off the air. (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is go to the app. (laughs) Right, you you have to have a provider, right? Um, I'm paying the provider. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You have a point there. <laughs> right. He's, he's, yeah. he's like, technicality averted. Yeah, I got that. You want some NFL now? Which don't really show you nothing, but I got that. Don't show you nothing. NFL now does not show you a daggone thing. I want you to stop promoting that. This blasphemy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. All right, fellas. Well, you guys ready to wrap this up so I can go be cold and do fan reports for the very last game of the season. Um, we absolutely love the Bears are going to win six games all in one afternoon and go make the playoffs today. Okay. You know, um, read um, reporter Bleacher Report also cover thirty-two from Chicago here in Chicago. Absolutely hilarious when it comes to anything Bears or Bulls. And he just sent out a tweet that he's pretty sad that this is the end of the season for Chicago Bears fans, but he hopes that off-season moves will be made because this is the last season as a fan, he claims, that he will be sitting at week 17 as the close of his season. So we're going to have to see. So he's he's already calling out the front office and the people in in the war room because he's like, this is it, guys. Like, it's been way too many years that, we wrap up a season and watch everybody else play. So we are going to see what happens next season when it comes to the Bears. Do you hear that, Chicago? Y'all better come with it. We tired of it. We want to All right, so you guys ready to wrap it on up here? 
Yes, uh, I would use uh, some old, some references to other things, but I don't want to get any letters from Disney on copyright or letters from from Sony Records on copyright and some of my references. So I will just uh, let the other people speak for me. <laughs> All right, so Michael, go ahead and close us out. And Mike, um, you know, after Michael closes us out from whatever it is you don't want to say, go ahead and let him know where they can find the show. Well, we want to thank you all for kicking in with us this season um, as we get ready to head off into the playoff parts, you know, and head towards the Super Bowl. We do hope that you will stay tuned for the shows. I believe we have fans coming up for that. Um, today, if your team wins, kudos to you. If your team loses, well, hey, you'll probably be like, sorry for you. That sucks. You know, so Mike, go ahead and take us out to the where they can find us as we get ready to get into this game. I know Cash has to go because kickoff is right now. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out on Blog Talk Radio on the Blog Talk Radio Network at www.blogtalk.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can also check in, check us in and do a search for Football Fan Rush Radio on the TuneIn app and the TuneIn Radio Network, TuneIn Radio app. There are some fans that download us on the Apple Podcast app or the uh, RSS Radio app. But check us out however you find us. Enjoy us. But uh, it never fails, blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. And on that note, everybody have a great football Sunday, and we'll catch you next time, Ron. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.